Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Should I start things off? Go on, man. As always. Nah, I can't be bothered. Really? Is that you? Okay, do you know what? Fine. Okay, I'll, I'll say something. All right. Do you know what? I've been doing YouTube for about five plus years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice if people mm-hmm. who listen to us watched our videos because a lot of... Cause I don't know if you guys know this. Well, you guys know this, but people listening don't know this. This is basically how this all started. It was on my YouTube channel. It was basically us gaming, chilling out, having fun, making fools of ourselves. And to be quite frank, if you think back, way back, sis, technically one of our first podcasts is actually on that. On that. Because you remember that, um, Geek Talk, that Geek Talks thing that we did once, once upon a time ago? Yes, I do. Yeah, we did do that. We did do the geek yeah. talks on there, didn't we? So yeah, yeah. Now, and you you heard Shonda put on her posh voice. It's actually quite funny. Oh, I can be posh on occasion. Yes, it, yes, I feel it like it. So what I'm trying to say is, please, if you can, give me a little subscribe here and there. Check out some of the content because I like to think it's very funny. I like to think, I like to think we're all quite talented and I put a lot of work into it. So it'd be kind of nice for you to subscribe and just show some love. That is all. There, I did something. Okay, but you didn't tell them where they can find you. Yeah, it's a valid point. That's a very valid point. That's a good point. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the chat, you can find me on YouTube on Instant Classic Gaming. That is Instant Classic, one word, and second word, gaming. Um, again, I post videos weekly. Um, it's usually all great gaming content. I love it. It's like stream highlights as well. The most recent video I did was a stream highlights from um, a session, a back, backseat gaming session I did with Chantel on Resident backseat Evil gaming. 7, which was hilarious because I used my fist. I was a hillbilly Luke Cage. It was great. That it was, was hilarious. It was so and much fun. And you ate bugs. Uh, yep, I ate bugs. I did oh. eat bugs. Um, it was um, it was a joy to play that. But um, yes, yeah, so you can find me on that. And I do stream, I stream as well on... Um, Twitch TV or twitch.tv slash instant classic one word underscore gaming. 
So there, there, I plugged myself. Now I'm done. Well done. Welcome to And That's Why I Messed Up podcast. The show talking about geekery and nerdery and everything else in between from a South London postcode with myself, Shannon's big man and bruv. So what are we talking about this week? Yeah, I'm who's, intrigued. Whose turn is it? It's literally your turn. Oh, shit. Wow, really? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Today's today's subject is something that's near and dear to all our hearts. Mm-hmm. It is what I'm referring to as comic book media. When I say comic book media, I mean everything from comic book films, TV series, cartoon series, cartoon animated films, and video games. So we'll Yay. be we'll be dive we will we will be diving deep into all aspects into that in like what kind of got you like how we got into comic books how we got into um all these types of media what was our first experiences with any of the comic book films so on and so forth so um i'm gonna like talk about my the first technical comic film i ever saw and i mean when i mean ever saw i mean saw it in cinema and i did at the time i didn't know it was a comic book film because no one, I don't think anyone knew it was a comic book film at the time unless you were a hardcore geek and it was the early 80s at the time so we weren't hardcore geeks back then um, but the first comic book film I saw in cinema was How the Duck okay, <laughs> okay interesting one and uh, I, I have a choice in I didn't know what I was seeing I was a kid I, didn't, I honestly didn't know what I was seeing I think, I'm pretty yeah, sure you yeah. were there sis you yep were there. I was yeah. so um yeah, uh, I we went in to watch this film. I didn't know anything about it. I remember loving this film because I thought it was funny and it was stupid. But watching it as an adult about 10 years back now, thinking about it, it hasn't aged gracefully. It had um, it had a, a start, had, a, had a Tim Robbins, Leah Thompson. Um, who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting someone. Um, oh, my God. He, play, uh, he played. Um, he played um, Ed Rooney in First Beatles Day Off. Was it yeah, yeah, Jones? I know that yeah, him. Yeah. Um, 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 Howard in particular was played by two small people. One of them was in the from in the from Bruges film. I forget his name. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And yeah. um, the voice was done by a Chip Zane. I think I'm saying his name. Like he, he, Chip Zane is a guy who you you probably seen in almost everything and anything he's one of those he's like one of those um journeyman actors that you know his face but you don't know him that well yeah. that makes sense um the film was was the film was weird the film was was super weird um i could go into the plot but after watching the film again i still couldn't tell you what the plot was um i can give you a gist of it that that howard was in his duck dimension um in his room, his house was chilling out, and he was randomly teleported to our world, where he um, saved um, Mike McFly's mum from being. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. She was she was about to be gang odd. That's what I'm gonna say. It's basically it's basically what's, what's, what's gonna happen. I'm I'm I'm, I'm yeah. And he saved her with his duck flu. Um, and you laugh like I'm making this up. I'm not making this up. He does do duck flu. You know, that's what makes it even worse. And, oh um, yeah, and she decides to take him home to look after him because obviously he's a duck, you know. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Stop. I'm done. <laughs> didn't, didn't the Jeffrey Jones get infected by some interdimensional 
demon, demon doc. after mm-hmm. who's after Howard. And then oh, and wait, I just remember the first bit. Doesn't isn't there a first bit where they're like in an apartment in apartments where Howard is and there's a duck with tits, with... yes. There's a duck with yeah. tits, yes. That's yeah. that was the thing I was gonna come up bring up last because I'd buy, I but after I started going through the I use words very loosely, plot, um, I lost I lost all hope in everything. <laughs> oh, um, I, I, is it is it the worst is it the worst do you know what movie? do you know what it's not the worst comic movie i've ever seen i can i can i will tell you what the best comic <laughs> movie is seen but that's for that's for oh, another this should be fun. oh no i'm gonna save i'm saving that i'm gonna go into some i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go into a more positive area actually yeah. but one thing that comic media never ceased to fe- uh, ceased to amaze me was in the animated scene and um one of the first animated uh, animated um series even though technically it was a pilot that i saw repeatedly that kind of like made me take more of an interest in comic books was um there was a 1988 1989 pilot for an x-men for x-men it was called um the pride of the x-men it was okay. there was only there was like it came like the first time i ever saw it was on a channel a, an old cable channel called um the children's channel <laughs> okay oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and um this yeah, this was uh, basically it was like a, it was like a like I said I didn't know it was like a pilot. I didn't know what a pilot was back then, but it was like a one-off ep- random episode of of, of um, X Men cartoon where um, Kitty Pride, aka Shadowcat. Oh was... my god! There he is. There he is. There he is. He, <laughs> see, no, see? because yeah, that interestingly um, carry on. I've got something to say about that. But yeah, please. So yeah, so basically. Um, yeah, Kitty Pryde had been randomly sent a letter by Professor Xavier saying that she knew that he knew that she was a mutant and she should come to the um, the, the mansion in Winchester where um, she was introduced to the X Men. Um, the X Men in this um, in the in the, um, in this version of um, the car- of the cartoon were consisted of Cyclops, Wolverine, who was Australian for some reason, um, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Storm. And Dazzler, and obviously Professor X, and the, they were dealing with the Brotherhood of Mutants, which consisted of Magneto, Blob, Juggernaut, Toad, the White Queen. I feel like I'm forgetting someone else. Who am I forgetting? No, I think that's it. No, that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. And um, I remember seeing this this whole this whole this whole thing play out as a kid, and I. I, my mum was blown. I loved it. I was talking to the guys at school about it the next day, but I noticed the only it was the only episode that kept coming on consistently, and then until the early nineties when we got the full blown X Men animated series. X-Men, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I found out to do some research that this basically was a pilot for um, the next the next Marvel series in that animation. I think was um, the company was called um, New World Pictures when Marvel was still kind of in production. Then I mean, they kind of they're the company that kind of brought out um, Spider Woman, Spider Man is Amazing Friends, the Fantastic Four cartoons where Magneto lost to Mister Fantastic with a wooden gun. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, like. Uh, but like during that during that process, they apparently found Marvel were in financial issues, so it kind of didn't the, the part didn't go anywhere until 
until um, the early nineties, where they kind of had a, like a resurgence in the in Financial Hope, and um, a few other series came out, like um, obviously your X Men, your X Men series, the Fantastic mm. Four, Iron yeah. Man, Amazing Spider Man. Oh gosh, yeah. So um, yeah, it was just yeah. Um, but those are my kind of adaptations when it came to the like the animated side of uh, Marvel, and then obviously when we go further into that, I kind of got even more of a resurgence when. Um, the Batman animated series came out with um, done by Paul Denny. So we all know the Batman animated series. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, the proper film um, had that film noir um, um, element to it. Yeah. Then it kind of involved, you brought out the Superman animated um, animated series in that world and the Justice League series, which was just off. Oh, that was just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what are your guys' experiences with when it comes to um, comic book media? Well, uh... I... Yeah, you go first. No, no, go for it, Big Ben. Go, go. No, I think it was pretty funny because when you mentioned that X Men uh, cartoon, side note, I actually have that on VHS still. (laughs) Damn. Wow. Yeah, and it was funny because you literally coined it. It was my first, I can't say, uh, step into the comic book world. It was, I mean, I was a fan. Fortunately, because my uncle used to read comic books to me as a child, apparently, as a baby, he used to make me go to sleep, figures. But it was funny because years later, the first ever video I owned was that X-Men. And funny enough, as soon as you said it, I can just remember Stanley's introduction on the first episode. Yeah, he basically, he basically narrated the whole thing. Yeah, about... he did. Oh, hello, oh, true believers. That. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the whole thing. And... It was odd because for the first episode, I was thinking, this is brilliant. And you're spot on about Wolverine in that really bad Aussie accent. Yeah, really bad. Wait, was... Get my claws on him. Yeah. Real... I don't know why yeah. they made a Canadian Wolverine on Australian. Australian. But, it, but I remember, like, I remember, like, as time went, like, years, like, years down the line when, um, they had their own, they had Avengers cartoons. Um, there was, um, yeah. they brought the Guardians of the Galaxy into it. And every time I did Rocket um, Rocket Raccoon in any kind of Guardians of the Galaxy cartoons before the film came out, he was always British. I never got that. Really? Yeah, it was. He was always British, but I think, but I, I think because maybe, um, well, at the time, um, consultants on those cartoons were people like Dan Abnett, Andy Lannan, Lannan, um, who obviously are British, British, and. Um, British writers and artists, so they might have had a, a little thing in, had a little thing in it. But you, you would always find that Rick, Rocky Raccoon was just randomly British. I was like, okay, he's British. Like, blind me. Like, what, really? Okay, okay, Rocky Raccoon. All right, cool. And that's why I always thought, I always thought that literally when the film came out, he was going to be British, but it was Bradley Cooper. I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> wow. No, that shocked me for the after having that. I think the first ever comic book based film I remember seeing in the cinema, and this is really bizarre because yet again, if you didn't know this was a comic book, you would actually shock a few people. It was a very colourful, vibrant film. I mean, it hasn't aged well. And the reason why I know this, I, I, I can admit, I do, though, I do own this film and I was watching it a few months ago, and that was Dick Tracy. Oh, Dick oh, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day of the Streatham Canon or ABC, as it was known back then, and yeah, that was that was the first film I remember thinking, "Oh, this is amazing!" And pretty much that kickstarted my love affair with the whole comic book game. And I left it for a few years, 
and amazingly got back into it through a couple of people which I can't remember who their names are. I think both of you might know just somehow walking into a shop one day and seeing you think I swear I went to school with these people can't remember <laughs> who they were but, but for somehow I think listening to them and saying oh you need to in fact I, in fact, I tell you what it was it was one person in particular who turned and said were you a DC or a Marvel fan? And I remembered my famous quote was, FDC, I'm Marvel all the way. <laughs> that kind of showed my inexperience at the time, because believe you me, I regret those words. But I remember someone saying, oh, read this Batman story, it's called Hush. And that was it. Completely changed my game. And then from then, the two people I should name nameless, has pretty much become an oracle of information to me. Don't get me wrong, I think I know a few things about these people. I call them the gurus of the industry because they know. If I don't know, they will know. So for those that probably wondering who's he talking about, would you like to say who they were, bro and sis? Because I have trouble memorising who they were. Well, one is is definitely an instant classic. Yeah, I've heard that about him. Yeah, Yeah. the, the, the of one... Always has a few sparks of brilliance once in a while. Nice. Yeah, yeah nice. I still got it. I still got I it. I like that. <laughs> nice. That was good. I like I know, that. I know. I, I, know. I guess you're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? AKA Jenny Spots, as I used to go by. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was me and have not looked back since. How about yeah. you, sis? Well, okay. Uh, the first comic that i brought was uncanny x-men issue 261 uh which was x-men featuring hard case and the harriers uh i will it's burned in my brain um clearly because i know the issue that mm-hmm. is um and i basically brought that because i was just it has psylocke on the front cover just kicking kicking ass and i brought it and it's like it's not a you know it's not exactly, you know, a well-known or, or, you know, everyone, you know, or a famous story, but it's the one, it's the cover that got me. And that pushed me to, I bought it because I just was hanging around my area and it's a comic shop around the corner from where we used to live. Yeah. So I went in there, got Ac- a few weird it called, looks. It's called Acne Comics. Acne? Or Ac- 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 I think it was Acne Comics yeah. in Brixton. I think it was. Hearn Hill, that one. No, 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 no. Nah, this was Brixton. down oh, uh, Cold Harbour Lane. Harbour yeah. Lane, yes, yes, yes. It yeah. was down Cold Harbour Lane near the, near the KFC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, was, which, which, which was a pizza back, back, back then. Yeah. Um, oh no, no, no! It's further down, bro. It's further. It's, yeah, it's that wasn't that, that wasn't KFC. That was like a poor man's. That was just a chicken shop, chicken chip shop. That's true. It's a poor man's chicken shop. Um, but yeah, um, I went in there and I bought this comic and I got a lot of weird looks. And I guess I got used to getting weird looks um, for picking up comics. At the same time, I used to. Um, we had family who used to travel between the Caribbean and went to the states quite a bit. So I remember uh, that. I think my grandmother brought me Archie comic, an Archie compendium. <laughs> so that became the thing that I was completely addicted to was Archie comics. And so anytime either we went to the States or the Caribbean. Oh, I'm sorry, we sorry, 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 sorry to interrupt you. I'm just going to say this here and there. It's probably going to get me hate, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, to hell with fucking, what's it called? Bloody the Archie series, Riverdale. Bun that show. That's not Archie. Do you understand me? No, Archie, Archie makes you laugh. Archie makes you happy. Archie is comically 
uplifting. Whatever that Rivdor no, is, no, don't, no. Yeah. Bun, bun Rivdor, that's okay, I'm done, sorry. Oh, so, may I ask a question? No. Yeah. <laughs> right, you ain't want you to fly off the handle, yeah, pretty much without reason. Now, firstly, I assume Riverdale's the one that's on a certain online streaming company. It is indeed. Is that... so, yeah. All right. Is that based on Archie? Because I didn't it's know a, that. It's supposed to be. Well, it's, it's, a, it's supposed to be. Because obviously Archie was, um, Archie's um, based in a fictional town called Riverdale. You have your characters like Jughead, Reggie, Veronica, Betty, all hey, the jazz. Yep. All the characters are in Riverdale, but it's just... It's... Mm, Oh wow! It's okay. Just, yeah, but it's it it is, but not. I watched. And... I watched five minutes of the first episode, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm done." Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It's just not my thing, and I think that's the thing is that. Um, I remember like going and getting. I'm even going like when I was getting older and having a bit of my money and going like up to uh, Clapham, and going to get Archie comes and getting looked at with disdainfully, and. I, you know, at the end of the day, I liked what I liked. And the truth is, is that from that moment, I didn't realise that why I was getting those kind of looks. And I think it's only later on that I got kind of introduced to the kind of gatekeeping sometimes of comic books that happens. Um, Luckily, though, I had people around me um, who were like, oh, try this or try that or look into that. So then I started to come across things like, you know, really beautiful and amazing storylines you know like secret wars you know um and then i discovered um the phoenix and was like yeah this is me now this this <laughs> this is me now forever this this is me now and and storm you know and you know it, it was just an amazing world to kind of d- dive into but i think the experience is that, is that what i found it was easier when i had bruv to kind of get comics than it was when it was just me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, have to acknowledge the elephant in the room is the fact that, um, especially then, it wasn't a thing that girls were into games or girls, even though girls were, it was harder to get that stuff, especially from relatives and adults or what have you, who just wouldn't buy it because they were like, it's not really appropriate. Um, mm-hmm. So it was almost like you were doing it in secret. I literally do remember saying, sometimes like going Warren wants to go to the comic shop literally to my grand Warren probably didn't want to go to the comic shop it's way Warren's probably sitting down watching Thomas Tank and like Warren wants to go to the comic shop and literally dragging Warren down the road I was, I was, I was always, always, always confused but I was always happy when I got there to be fair yeah it's happy when you got there but <laughs> like, he was all like why well, am I like, going like, want to go um literally dragging this kid down down the road I mean oh and then saying I'll get you something and I was basically had to bribe my brother to go <laughs> and go down the road with me so I could get it. And it's a weird thing when you think there literally is a six-year age gap between us. So we are talking that, you know, that basically a 12-year-old was dragging a six-year-old down the road. <laughs> Warren wants to go to the comic shop to get comics. So, um, and then because because we did used to go to America quite a bit as well, because we have relatives out there, we were then immersed in, like, American television. So when I was seeing bits of stuff, you were almost a bit annoyed because you got there at summer and you're seeing the compendium of, oh my God, you're seeing like, you know, uh, the cartoon network in the American, like the American version of it. And you'll see all this stuff that you know you're going to go home to and you're not going to see it again. 
So you basically were sat there just crammed to the screen. I'm watching loads of stuff that I just never heard of. I never knew there was a thing for it. You know, like I think that's when I first saw like the I the old school Iron Man TV show like t- cartoon was in America. Because I didn't see it here. So there was that disparity where you didn't quite get all the stuff and you didn't know what was out there until much, much later. Uh and then weirdly I went to a university and one of my courses, I remember um I did I did a degree in American studies and criminology. And part of doing American studies, there was a comic part of it and I, I lost my shit. I lost my shit. I was so happy. And um I remember that the I would never forget that the first part of the course was uh Batman. Uh, a juxtaposition between Jekyll and Hyde tarzan and sherlock holmes and i was like yeah count me in <clears throat> count me in and the prescribed homework no joke for that the prerequisite for the course you had to read the killing joke <laughs> you could not and if you didn't read it and uh, it was read by a guy called clive bloom professor clive bloom who did it and he knew he knew his stuff about batman by the page he knew by page and panel and i do remember there being a whole thing about this, we were having a discussion in the class and he was talking about the fact this, this, this guy who clearly was like, you know, huge geek, basically was like, you know, Batman never used a gun. And it was like a red bag to a ball because he was like, oh, I'm sorry, that's not true. I think you'll find a tetraconics issue. So, and just broke it down, the panel, the page, what year, which one, and why I could tell you every instance in which uh, Batman had used a gun. And I was like, I need to up my game. I want to be like Mike. I want to up my game because he was just on point. And he, he raised, I think he, he actually going to university made me love comics more. It's a really weird thing because of going and doing it from a studying point of view. Um, it made me realize that all the things that I had been told that are oh, comics are just, you know, they're for kids and they're what have you. It really exposed the depth behind comics that I wasn't aware of. So one thing that we were taught was that, Batman, for example, and I wasn't at the time a big DC person. Um, Batman, for example, is quite reflective of the times in which America is going through. So, for example, when America leaned into McCarthyism, Batman reflected that. That's why he started to use a gun. Um, when it leaned away from it, there were changes again. You can literally juxtapose the changes in Batman in some of the huge changes in American society and what's going on. And when he was talking about, you know, the ultimate immigrant is Superman, I was like, what? And I just, I'd never thought of it that way. And it really did change the way that I started to look at comics. It made me more of a fan. It made me look into them so much more, as well as then realise, because then we were introduced to um, in indie. That's when I was actually introduced to indie comics. Mm-hmm. Is him saying that you need to, you know, rather than just looking at it through the DC Marvel's perspective, um, you need to look at in IDW and other, you know, other areas and other producers of comics that are telling a different story, you know. And he was a huge, like, huge, you know, he was really into Dread and was like, you need to look at Judge Dread. You need to look at, you know, um, the stuff from England. That's when I found out about Psylocke, you know, coming through the Captain Britain, being called Betty. And I was like, what? I'm sorry, what? what 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 and that's the thing i think i realized that if you don't know and have these conversations which were you know i had some amazing after like after session conversations with like fellow geeks and and with professor bloom and all this stuff i found out i was like i had no clue 
And it's the point that he made was that, you know, we will tear books like Sherlock Holmes to pieces and we'll look at the significance of them. But comics gets put down as an art form when it really deserves the same depth. And it really has the same depth and intrigue and art and things to say about society. And we should look deeper into what it is we're consuming, especially in comic books. And not only is it just through the UK lens, it's through the US lens, the Korean lens, you know, Japanese, Chinese, every, you know, the European lens, France, it, everybody's got something to say. And this is just a form everyone's using to look deeply into it. And since then, that and going to university and studying it, um, really changed the way I looked at comics and consumed comics. Damn. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of the show. Um, I hope you have a good day. Um, um, you can find us on... Um, in the... <laughs> to be fair, you, you, Jesus Christ, that was like, geez, you, you, wow. <laughs> you went off there, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's because of that whole thing of I had the unique opportunity to study it mm. as a subject and it made my passion go through the go through the roof and it also kind of I felt justified in it you know and even in the things like like as you guys I'm I'm not a Superman fan but I appreciate the creation of Superman and what it means big, this... man, do you, big man do you hear a posh voice coming out <laughs> do, you, do you hear a posh voice coming out do you hear it do you hear it now I can't be like, yeah, true say, well, I go on, like, you know, like, uh, I'm a bad man, you know, someone I'm bad, I can't be doing that, can I? <laughs> I'm a bad man, you know, I'm a you know, faster than a locomotive. I can't be doing that, can I really? <laughs> to be fair, you're just dead. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think also because of that, it, it inspired it inspired me to kind of keep talk, having these conversations about comics with people, and also it made you see what is shit, and and what is good. Uh, and I think sometimes people think because almost like when you've got a comic, people feel like they've got already made film because they've already got the panels. Because obviously, if you want to make a film, you know, it's you want to storyboard it, you want to put panels up. So they think, oh, I've already got it. But I think sometimes a lot of things get lost and that's why sometimes you have some really piss poor... I, I find you don't get lost. I just find people just feel like they can do it better and then you find yeah. that that's why you always get like studio interference such 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 as how many Fantastic Four films have gone... For, I mean like... Like, like... Like, have all, like, like even the one... To be fair, that, like, that doesn't really count because there was the unreleased Fantastic Four film which was only made to... Um, so they can keep the bloody um, rights for the rights to the, rights film. To the film. Yeah, but um, you know, there's the, the last Fantastic Four, which was basically. Oh God! <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen. I, I've I've never seen that. I know Big Man is the um, Fantastic Four lover right here, but um, oh no! Have you seen it, Big oh, Man? No. Of course he has. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I mean, to be perfectly honest, man, I, I'm 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 not gonna go into it, but. I saw it and I'm still here to tell the tale. And <laughs> to be wow. perfectly honest, mm -hmm. may I never see that film again. But in retrospect, I can't blame Josh Tank. Mm. It's a 20th century Fox thing, and mm -hmm. that's all I'm going to say. So until hopefully the new one, hopefully, is done correct, I'm saying now I'm done. <laughs> we, just, we just move on. <laughs> 
But always, always, always see, when it comes to Fantastic, Fantastic Four, I will always have to always, always have, I always have a love for them for, for one particular reason. Mm-hmm. They introduced me into one of my favorite characters of all time, and um, I I remember it well. I was, um, I was still, I think I was, um, where was I? I think. Yeah, I was still, um, we were still um, living in Brixton at the time. And um, I was watching Sky One, which one of their um, cartoons. It was the Fantastic Four cartoon. Yeah. No need to fear, they're here, Arthur Four. That Fantastic Four. That one. Oh my God. Fantastic Four. No need, no more. That one. And what are the weaker themes, I think? No, I'm sorry. Considering, like, in that era, there weren't that many good themes that had dialogue in it or, or vocals in it i'm sorry i was that was that was that was good that was a good one the iron man one tony yeah but i'm yes, no, yeah. but yeah but that's, the, I'm, that's a different era i'm talking about that current era like 90, the 90s era because like because like, like because the x-men um, um theme song was amazing but it didn't have any vocals that decim- i think that, dec- that decimated all themes yeah but it had no vocals though but like, that one that was like one of the only ones that had vocals and it was like i'm that's sorry I, so I, I, I always give it credit because it got, got me jumping got me like yeah i remember he's, he's, it Here's a weird tangent. When I went to sixth form, um, we had a piano in the common room mm-hmm. and one of the guys could play piano. And one day we were walking here in and he was like sitting there, he goes, one second. And he went, and we went, and it basically came a rave around the piano of going on the piano. And by the time he looked around, it literally was like, always going, and we all laughed and it looked like a moment that you basically that you organized but mm. he just started playing everyone was like i'm sorry is that the x-men theme tune you're playing and everyone just turned up and we're around the piano laughing and as soon as he was done we we're like okay we're done and we left well i don't that's see, lesson. <laughs> so what kind of gets me about that theme is that i'm it, it makes me sad that that theme song was never played in any of the films yeah because like or, or reference yeah because like because like they, actually you, you, you sure about that? Which film was it played in? No, because when you kind of think of it now, I'm sure it kind of was, but we just p- didn't pick up on it. Can, you, mean, na- na- can, can you name a film? Can you name which one? Though? I was going to say, is that in a. In, cause, I mean, that could happen because like, up until last night, Clint didn't know that Lucy Lawless was in Spider Man. So, yeah, she's a punk. What? Oh. See, I, I know that yeah. you know that, but he was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Lucy Lawless was what? I'm like. You didn't know Lucy Lawless was in a guy with four, guy with four legs. That's kind of hot. Could be cool. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> you know, for some bizarre reason, X two sticking out for me. They may have. Re- mm. I'm sure. I, I'm, 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 I'm. I. Okay. Do you know what? Okay. I'm not saying. Okay. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm. I'm, I'm going to say you're not right. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I challenge, I challenge, I challenge the listeners. If you, if the original X Men animated theme was in any of the X Men films, point it out to us because I honestly, I might have rewatch them and find out. But um, I, I can't, I don't recall ever hearing that. Like, for example, when it comes to Marvel films and, and recreating um, themes, Iron Man comes to mind straight away because yeah, it was, it, it was, play, it was playing the theme um, constantly. But I. I digress from what I was originally going to say. Um, sorry, just finish off that point. No, and no, no, you had you, no. My turn. Please. All right, fine. And they were even went as far in the first Iron Man movie to have Ghostface Killer, aka Iron Man, in that movie too. And I loved that forever. That's all I want to say. 
Fair enough. That was nice. Can I, can I, go, can I go now? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> Positive. Okay, Thank cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, Fantastic Four, the anime series in, in the night, in the early 90s, um, introduced me to my first, um, well, one of my favourite character, Marvel characters of all time, and that was Black Bolt. Oh, now, the, yeah. the first time, because the first time you ever see um, Black Bolt in the animated series, he just appears, this this, this tonk man in a, in a black suit, knocks out the thing in one punch. And you're like, wait, what? And I I, I remember being shocked because like, even they, and they picked up really, really, they picked up a lot because like, he had really going, things like strongest human in, 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 on the earth. Who the hell should want to beat him out, punch him out? And then it just went to be continued. I was like, wait, what? No, no, who is this man? Who is it? Tell me. And um, yeah, I went out my way to learn a lot, learn everything I could about Black Bolt. I mean, I love the, I love the character. And um, I remember being ultimately hyped when he when his film, the Inhumans film was going to be, it was announced for, why are, you, why are you laughing for? I wasn't laughing. No, why? You, I heard you. I know it wasn't you. Why are you laughing for? Why are you laughing for? Uh, need a say more, but yeah, carry on. Big man, you're, you're turning on spin. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, do you not, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But don't interrupt me again, do you understand me? Anyway. Right. Um... <laughs> But yeah, um, I was really hyped when I think it was, was it phase three or phase two? It was announced that the Inhumans films, the Inhumans film was coming out in 2019. Um, We are in 2021 now and there is no Inhumans film. Um, The reason that happened was because um, obviously um, Sony and Marvel got, became became cordial with each other and decided to do a Spider-Man film, which, um, which was good. And I'll, you know, it was all right. It was good. It entertained, and you know, it put it put Inhumans on on the back burner, and you know, it went it went it went, it went back like a feet down down the, down the down the down the down the trail. It's, it's then, okay, bud. It's and... okay. It's, it's, it's all right. Oh, I mean, I've I've, I've, I've had um, my, I've had my heart broken too. Many. Let me let me let me do this. I, I got this. I got this. You, you can do it. Okay. I've got and, you. Um, and um, it, it 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 became a series. It's okay. It, it, it became it's okay. It, it, it became a series, and the only thing I have seen of the series is a trailer. I have not. I have not. I I I've got this. It's okay. okay. I have not watched the Inhuman series. <laughs> I don't want to watch any human series. It's okay, um, bro. I mean, look, I've I've had my heart broken so many times. Yeah. Um, I've I, I know what you feel. I mean, what gets me? Yeah. What I'm gets me? I don't understand. Old. I don't understand why <laughs> they couldn't just let get go 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 later down. It could have gone. It could have gone where the tunnels is. It could have gone even further back. But no, they thought let's make it into a fucking series because it's been announced in fucking Agents of Shield. So let's put it. Into, fuck off! No, you could have made okay. it so good. And and, and but the, the the listeners, it's not their fault. And. You know, we, we've all had we, we've all had disappointments, and it's it's okay. And look, and, what, uh, was with, what was with what was with Medusa's hair? Why was it so bad? They could get good wigs. They could. Oh, I mean, they they, they could have gone to Peckham. And Lockjaw, Lockjaw, the worst CGI dog I've seen in my, oh my fudging god! Do you know what? Better? Wow. Do you know? Do you remember? Do you remember, do you remember the end after tomorrow? Do you remember the walls and day after tomorrow? That looked way better, and those were shit. 
and all this from a trailer. Um, imagine if he saw the whole thing. Do you know what? Do you know? Do you know? What? Do you know? Oh, I will. I will make. I will do a challenge. I will do a challenge. If I get more than five hundred subs by the end, or by by July, by my birthday, if I get five hundred subs by my birthday, I will watch Inhumans, and I'll do. A, I'll do a whole live thing, make a review, and everything about. Oh yes, you know what? Um, do you know? Do you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. There, there, there. Yeah. If I get, if yeah, I get five, five, by, by my birthday, July twenty fifth, if I get more than five hundred subs or five hundred subs on the dot, I'll do that. Psh, until then, I ain't watching that shit. People. What? Uh, are you okay? Did anyway, you like moving, a, move, moving on. Um, do you like a grape, a grape KA or? or no, or they, they they taste shit now. They taste awful now. Oh, sorry, that's, that's even worse. <laughs> bigger, a, a grape bigger, maybe. I want to mind a bigger. But anyway, moving okay. on. There are okay. We've been um, obviously we've been shining a light more on Marvel than DC. Um, we are more. We are more prone to Marvel, let's be honest. Um but again, DC have had have had do you know what DC have I'll give credit to DC when it comes to their animated stuff and their animated films because their animated films have always been bloody entertaining. Yeah. And mm-hmm. their animated series mm-hmm. have been awesome. Like I, I talk like I, I brought up earlier Batman animated series, the oh, Superman that is one. An absolute instant classic yeah. right there. And that um, is amazing. Hands down and and the Justice League series was so good. So, like so good and like um the predecessor to that they did um a, a while back now actually they brought out the first season to the series i'm talking about about to bring up um a couple of years ago due to popular demand um it was called the young justice so basically it um it was you're kind of following the sidekicks or the young superheroes of the dc universe and they were, they were they were kind of a part of like a, of Batman's Black Ops um Black Ops um superhero team, and it was done so well. And season um three came out yeah it's like a couple of years ago due to popular demand because it just got cancelled like out of nowhere during the end of season two, and it was again it just tied in so many good stories you basically you're you're basically getting like a resurgence of the justice league in in that series like you had so many different characters involved and um season three wasn't as good as the last two seasons i have to say but it kind of just brought some kind of like they actually talked um brought up some really cool subjects like um racism and um and um and um the old and they brought gave some love to the lgbt um tq um um I can't think of the word. Uh, community. community, thank you. <laughs> um, with um, making actually making a few characters um, gay, which was which I thought was pretty cool. To be fair, it worked well. Um, but I have, but yeah, um, DC do have like, and oh, how can I forget? How can I forget the the infamous Arrowverse? Why is everyone quiet? Oh, <laughs> what? Like, wow. Okay. Okay. Maybe, 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 maybe I shouldn't bring up the Arrowverse. Is that? Is that? Is that, is that, is that... I didn't really. I didn't watch any. I didn't watch any of it. Well, I know I you did. Really... I know you didn't. Big Man did. You're right. Before Uh-oh. we 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 dive into Arrowverse, right? Uh-oh. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Smallville, bro. Because I knew you were. A I'm. I was trying to avoid. Uh, why would you bring it up? No, we, no, Big Man. No, 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 no. no, no. We have to. Give... My little oh. third do you know what? Fine. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I got this. Okay. I got this. On the real, okay. when Smallville first dropped. No, it's just, I... no, no, it's just, it's just, right. I got what? this. Hold my okay. bill. I got this. Okay. Pull my seats up. All right. Smallville. All right. It was a show. 
done. All right, moving on. Arrowverse. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, I used I used to be okay. Okay, okay. Let's let's call let's call let's call a spare spade. I am a fan of Smallville. It was a great show, but certain people, certain actresses, made certain choices that kind of tainted their performance in that show. Considering that person was a huge part of that show it makes it very awkward to like that show anymore, even though it was still a good show. It did some amazing things, but I'm not going to lie. After I would say maybe season. Oh crap. Oh, I can't remember season. Like it's like going really weird, weird after um, the, the main writers were Miller and Goff left. Yeah. Because it went, they just went, it went like, because obviously the the whole thing of Smallville is that it's Superman before he was Superman. It was Clark, basically. Yeah. And they made this big promise that you will never see him fly. You'll never see him do blah, blah, blah. You'll never see him wear the suit. That was the main promise. I mean, yeah, granted, yeah. they kept that promise until the um, last episode, which is which is fair. Um, but then they kind of got loopholes when he actually saw the character fly. But oh, it wasn't it wasn't Clark. It was Kal El. Wait, not what? No, what? the yeah. same bloody person. That's cheating, kind of thing. But um. But yeah, it started going weird or downhill for me is when they started bringing characters that were like poignant to the Superman mythology very early. So like, right, they did go to Metropolis a lot and then they did end up being in the Daily Planet a lot. But when they, I think I thought when they brought Lois Lane into it, that's when things started going downhill for me, I would say. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I liked Erica, Erica Durrance as an actress. She was really cool. She made a really good Lois. But... It's, it, you don't, you do, Clark doesn't meet Lois until he's in like, like until he's like in his twenties, in, in his twenties. Yeah. And but you have Lois in Smallville going to high school briefly and working on, wait, working on the school, on the Smallville school newspaper. What? Wait, what? Yeah. You brought, you bring, you bring Doomsday, the, the, the thing that killed Superman into Smallville. Yeah. You it, bring, you, you, you hmm. bring, you, you bring Jimmy Olsen who's basically the same age as Clark into Smallville, then kill him off, then bring him back as his little brother. What, wait. Mm. There, are, <laughs> there, there, are, there are things they did that just didn't make... I, I, I'm not going to lie. When they brought in, like, characters out of them, like, characters like, um... Like, um... Green Arrow, um... Impulse, aka Flash... Cyborg, Aquaman. I got a little hype because I, I was pretty cool. I'll give. I'll, I, I kind of like the idea of, of these young superheroes meeting each other. That 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 was kind of my bias. I kind of love those. But they had that. They had that episode where it was like a, a mini Justice League, which I thought was kind. I thought it was kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm a bit biased, but I thought it was kind of cool. But was it necessary for that series? No, you shouldn't have. The whole idea is you're you're focusing on young Clark and how he got from being Clark Kent to Superman that was the idea and it just went so weird and again to mention the elephant in the room Alison Mack like you can find out what she did you can find out what she's about I don't really want to talk about on this episode Um, but she did some horrible things yep and it's kind of weird because I used to fancy her a lot and it kind of made made that made that ruin and kind of talks about my my sense of taste in women but anyway enough about that um it's not cool. It's not cool what she did. I have nothing mm-hmm. else to say on that. I just the thing is horrible, and but it kind of tainted how I feel about the show. Even though it has some great moments, but then it has some really bad moments. 
But yeah, that's my piece. Okay. He's so currently, awaiting, currently awaiting sentences, uh, just to, <laughs> just to say. Uh, mm-hmm. So nothing we're saying is is being it's true facts. She literally is awaiting sentences for mm-hmm. what she. Oh, yes. As far as Arrow Universe goes, to be perfectly honest, the first few scenes of that are, to me, this is one of the best things DC ever came out with. Because it was, I mean, I'm not a fan of Ollie McQueen, yeah, or whatever the hell he's calling himself anyway. But I, I kind of got into it, and I thought, you know what, this is not too bad. It was something new, it was something fresh by Warner. So I was rolling with it, getting into it, really getting into it. And then it was, as you point, later seasons, and then what came out of it. I mean, I always remember the cameo by a young Barry Allen. Next thing I know, The Flash is kicking off. Which, to be fair, I would easily watch The Flash TV show compared to that Israel Miller's performance in the JLA. But that's not about... <laughs> We're not about the JLA today. Mm. Not at all. The Flash kicked on. Really, really enjoyed it. Got bored of it halfway through, to be perfectly honest, and kind of phased out of it. Arrow, I stopped watching for a while because I was getting fed up with all the flashbacks, flash forwards, etc., etc. And then proceeded to watch the last three episodes of the final series. And I thought, you know what? This is actually pretty good. But on the whole, it, it was a good series. Is something I'm going to watch again? Probably not. See, it's funny because, like, I remember when the the arrow um, um when arrow started the first season, mm. I stopped watching it and didn't go back didn't go back to it until it was like halfway through season two, because yeah. my 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 thing I'm I'm a traditionalist when it comes to certain things. So like when I'm okay with certain certain characters in comic books killing mm. people, but yeah. but when it comes to Green Arrow, I I wasn't comfortable with him killing people because mm. like when that, that, the first episode when he's like. Yeah, like he has a guy in that, in, that, in that neck hole. He was like, "Yeah, I can't let you know. I can't let you let people know my secret." He's kick breaks his neck right there. And then I was like, "That's not Green Arrow. That's hmm. I don't. I'm not comfortable hmm. with this." And then it just went down as weird. But then after season two, after like after I went back to it and re- rewatched the whole thing, I thought, "Okay, do you know what? It's actually pretty good." And then I got more interested when Flash came into it when Barry Allen made hmm. his appearance. And then I was more. I did say I got. I did prefer the. Um, Flash series more than um, the Arrow series, yeah. but I, but I was more kind of invested for the crossovers they were going to do because I remember when Smallville was still a thing, they were talking about making these new series. Because I remember there was an Arrow, there was going kind of Aquaman series. I suppose that was in that was in production. I remember seeing the the pilot for that actually had um oh I forget the guy's name. He was he's in he's in um he he actually played um Green Arrow in the Smallville series and he's in This Is Us. As um, things oh, brother, Jeff Harley. that's him. Yeah. Him, yeah. He was he yeah. was supposed to be he was supposed to be Aquaman in the TV in the oh, new really? TV. Series. He was Aquaman in the pilot series. His adopted dad was Lou Diamond Phillips. His his mentor oh, wow. his mentor was Ving Rhames. It was okay. Um, yeah, this 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 pilot the, the pilot. It wasn't great. It wasn't that bad, but wasn't great. <laughs> but like this was, supposed to, this was this was supposed to connect with the Smallville series as well. So I was like, oh, cool, a TV multiverse. That's one thing I've kind of always wanted from my media, and that's one thing that's why I will always love the MCU for doing it right. It's yeah. just it's just interconnecting story storylines. Just because we're used to that in comics, like we're used to to these these events that come up to a big event that you know you can have offshoots that come together for a big cataclysmic event mm. and i think i remember like i remember going to the mall with, with you guys to see iron man and, <laughs> and when, oh, when we God. sat in the middle and we, we, we watched it and you know we, we enjoyed it we could point out the flaws and i remember this point we were walking out towards the bus stop 
and we'd seen like the the the, the bit at the end with uh, with Nick Fury and whatever. And we basically said, someone I, th- I think it was Dell. Shout out to mm-hmm. Derek. Um, I think it was Dell. Who was like, can you imagine they did like a big like mass team up? And we all sat there and went, <laughs> never happened. And we because we were just like, it's not gonna it's not gonna work. I I don't see how it'll work. I don't think people will will be big to it and. Then we fast forward to us weeping when the first Avengers movie came out. Because we were like, oh we said yeah. it could never happen. To this, day, to, to, to this day, I still don't believe it happened. I feel like I'm going to wake up at some point. Usually, like, sometimes, like, you know, like when, when they do that Raven Report and stuff, and they'll, and they'll go and talk to people in the audience, and you're like, I can't relate. I have to be honest, half the people they spoke to when the BBC were like, I could relate to because when when they were like when they, I remember there was this, this set of guys who were in the queue to see Avengers Assemble. Um, all right, just to say this quickly, the reason it's called Avengers Assemble in the UK versus the Avengers everywhere else is because we have an Avengers here already. We had an Avengers movie based on the Avengers TV show about uh, a spy set of spies. That's why over here it's called Avengers Assemble and not called Avengers with everybody else. Moving swiftly onwards. Um, I remember watching this like BBC um, report about, oh, please look at the nerds queuing. And this guy was literally weeping. He's like, and it, he was literally there in an Avengers t-shirt. He's like, I just never thought this would happen. <laughs> I'm so, I'm just amazed. And his heads were like, it's okay, it's okay. And I was like, and I just turned. And me and my husband were like, we, we all never thought this would happen. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't think this, it would culminate in this thing at at all we, i'm st- you're right brother i'm still like that happened twice mm. that that happened mm. i went to i went to a cinema i sat down with other people and i i have to say like there are moments that stand out in time for me in terms of like my experience with watching movies and we have watched our fair <laughs> share of good and bad movies oh, and yeah. there is something about going to cinema to watch movies i mean from the time back in the day when we went to see master of the universe and our mom cussed out some boys in the cinema which still was hilarious today um to watching certain things together there's something that happens and i've got to say it's almost like if you missed it if you missed avengers like avengers or you know Endgame in the cinema you missed an event mm-hmm. you missed an event because i've got to say when Endgame um finished you could hear a pin drop in the cinema mm. because people were just like and i i think the thing I, I won't forget is when like the snap happens and my daughter started crying she went no 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 and i was like oh my god and i'm looking around and there are some people who were like out of their chairs leaning forward and i was like this is the thing that we kind of always wanted to see because we felt that way when we've either read or seen seen like really good stuff on TV or we've seen really good cinema. And you know, you kind of think, is it just me? And I looked around at people and they were just as upset, just as confused, just as like, angry, just as pissed off. I, I, I watched Avengers Assemble and people was like cheering and stuff, like the whole like the whole Loki bit, the laughter that people were doing with the I am Loki and whole just just batters him, bam, 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 puny god. People were literally just curling up. And the amount of times I can tell you is that when I would like when we try to leave cinema on time, you end up having conversations with people, people who were like yeah. <laughs> didn't know about stuff, 
they wanted to reference stuff or they wanted to talk about it or they wanted to talk about predictions or and I've, I've that felt so damn good that almost every time I've gone to MC especially as it was getting towards it was getting towards the like the crescendo of it all there were more and more people who were hanging back watching it and chatting and talking about what do you think? What do you think? I can see you got a t-shirt on. What do you think? You seem to know. What do you think? Uh, looking up on the screen and seeing names that we're familiar with. Do you know what I mean? Like seeing authors and and like you know artists that we're familiar with who've written these. It was amazing. And then honestly, seeing the, the on your left, the the two moments to me of MCU for <laughs> me personally, as as a viewer, is uh, Black Panther. Just Black Panther in its entirety. Mm-hmm. That feeling just cannot mm-hmm. be touched. And the one that comes under that is on your left, mm-hmm. because you had to be there. You had to yeah. have been in that cinema to know. I remember sitting there <clears> and because it was pin drop, and it was like, oh my god. I mean, people. I mean, just said, yo, on your left. The cheer of it, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh my god. And I and I, you know, you. It was almost like people had to like shut up because they were like we're missing the film but we want to shout about it and it was an amazing amazing sorry i know we're talking about arrowverse we've come back to to, to marvel but i just yeah i i think i need to watch it again and no, that one in my brain yeah. it is yeah. i can honestly fully back you up on that because i was i have to admit i pulled a double header that night i literally remember coming out of work flying home said you know what i'm gonna do the double header so i've gone from infinity straight to endgame which I will never do that again because I, I was just wired. So that was inferior near enough. Five and a half, six hours sitting in the cinema. Jeez. And yeah. yeah, and leaving the cinema three forty in the morning was not the plan I had. Let me put it that way. But that key part you just said, when you heard the words on your left, I have never in my life been involved in a cinema sequence where popcorn was thrown in the air, yeah. People were grabbing people that they didn't even know yeah. they were hugging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, completely. It was completely. like being at a live concert. And yeah. the, for me, it's not even a snap. Hearing the two words, Avengers Assemble. The oh my God, people lost, lost it. it. Absolutely yeah. lost it. It was it was like that weird, like, high-fiving. People yeah. don't even know, hugging. It was yeah. absolutely mental. And that that's the thing. I, I do think, you know, it's, it's the thing I do kind of miss but I'm kind of almost like, I'm glad I experienced it. And I've got to experience that in several iterations. Like, it's like when, it's like, to me, you almost had to be in the cinema to see the first time that you ever saw a T-Rex. Mm-hmm. When that, that people were were literally, kids were ter. I cannot express to you, and brother remembers how terrified kids were when that t-rex head came through people were losing it and it's like that's that's the thing that is amazing that this this art form that and you know that we've that we've stood up for and taken ridicule for is entertained loads and loads of people and has brought a lot of fun and interesting and amazing conversations um you know i I thoroughly enjoyed all those conversations I've, I've had for almost every mcu movie that i've seen and even like some of the you know and i will give credit to dc for their tv stuff because their tv stuff has been consistently really good you know from the ones that i've seen they've been they've been really good and really interesting it's like oh okay because smallville cause I'm, I'm i'm you know straight up not a big superman fan but was i watching smallville i'll be best believe i was watching smallville uh, and <laughs> the one that got me was when Christopher Reeve turned up. I think mm. I was done. Yeah, I was done. Was cool. I was officially done when Christopher Reeve turned up. I I was emotional because 
that's part of my childhood is Christopher Christopher Reeve was always like Superman and the fact that he still went through his accident and still was there still was a presence I it yeah I was I was yeah I was yeah I even now thinking I'm like oh my god because now you mentioned it like they did bring back some they did bring back some like they brought Margot Kiddo back as well as original they did. Like, yeah. she came back into it and then when because when those two came into it it was like bloody hell this, bloody is, hell. this, this is legit oh my god. the only person who didn't come didn't come back was probably Gene Hatman. <laughs> but, yeah. but um yeah yeah it had some good moments in Smallville and again Arrowverse was like the first um tv show really to um to to actually get the whole multiple multiverse but Arrowverse going so it had like really good crossovers like when they actually did like their own rudimentary justice league with the um with um um with the um what's the, what, what those heroes from the what's the future of the future the time traveling one they do i forgot, I forgot oh, it's called now tomorrow not no, no tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh. legends of tomorrow that's it legends of tomorrow thank you legends of tomorrow yeah. with um Arrow and Flash team doing a big team up. I mean, like they, they actually pulled off. I haven't watched it myself, but they pulled off um, probably one of the most complicated bloody um, um, Justice League storylines or DC storylines ever, which is Crisis of Infinite Earths. Oh God, that is a. And they've actually pulled it off. I mean, like they brought back. Um, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, because anyway, yeah. Yeah, all I've seen is clips and uh, clips of it, and they actually brought back. Um, Tom Wellens um, from Smallville. They brought back um, Burt Ward from the 1970, the, the Batman oh. series. They brought back, oh, what's his name? The reporter from the, um, oh, that, oh, that reporter from the Tim Burton Batman and the male reporter. I forget his name. Yeah. Um, I forget his name, but they brought back a lot of people. Even They even brought back um, one of the original cast members from um, the um, Birds of Prey TV series. Wow. So basically, it's just wanted to make it like make it made it a big a proper big deal. I mean, they even it's, yeah, they they did a really good job when it came to like when it comes to interweaving storylines and just crossovers. When it I mean that's what that's what, which is one of the main things that comic book fans have always wanted in their media. When it comes to well, it comes to everything. When it comes to TV, films, yeah, comic books, obviously, it, it's just something they they've always wanted and they've pulled it off really well. And to be fair, we're being we're actually being I think in this kind of era we actually are spoiled for that now. And mm. like, and like you like to the point where we're getting in our in our gaming content. I mean, like, come on, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're working on the 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 MGU now, the Marvel gaming universe. Marvel game universe. I mean, yeah. DC, DC have got their own like with their bat with their um, Arkham series, and they're bringing in their um, the Suicide Squad to, that intertwines with that series. Yeah. And it's just it's a, it's yeah, we're sport for choice now, and but, yeah. But you know, what also, I want to do. I want to shout out to those the non-costumed comics that almost deceived a lot of people. Mm. I want to shout out, you know, like History of Violence, mm-hmm. Blue is the Warmest Colour, um, and, um, oh God, uh, Road, Road to Petition. There you go. Yeah. Because it's like, because those, I, I love the fact, I used to love, I used to love doing this so much, where people would talk about and talk down about like costumed comic stuff and, and all this stuff. And then... You would they you, you said I'm like have you seen Red Petition? Oh, and they go on about how it's a masterpiece, it's amazing, and blah blah. I used to love just bring out the comic, going, okay, it's a comic, yeah. You you realize that's a comic you're talking about. So you're talking about in the same breath that comics don't have the depth. Then you're talking about how Red Petition is, you know, this masterpiece has excellent how it really captures. And it's like yeah. So I I love the fact that you know there were there were there were and still are movies that still kind of show yeah it's more to it than just that you know 
you know, and shout out to you know the Watchmen new um the Watchmen new show mm-hmm. that was done mm-hmm. done in twenty twenty that was absolutely bloody amazing. You know, it's that same yeah. thing of of showing about the depth uh, beyond costume and with costume as well that there is depth to be had. But yeah, we are we come into a very sport time for us. Mm. And okay, I guess well we've gone almost over an hour now, so I think <laughs> the lot. I'll end this. I'll end it on this note. The worst comic book film I've ever seen in my entire life. This is okay. And again, do you know what? If I get if I get three five hundred plus subs by my birthday, July twenty fifth, I will do a. I'll do a watch along and I will review this film and do things with it. If if I get to that point, if I don't get to that point, I'm not doing it because I watched this film once and I don't want to do it again. But okay. the worst comic book film I've ever seen in my entire life. So picture this. You have, you have rights to a character. This character was the equivalent to the Marvel version of Swamp Thing. This character came out before Swamp Thing. So what do you do with this character? You oh, turn it into a monster horror movie called Man-Thing. Oh, oh my god, I forgot about Man-Thing. I didn't, because I watched it and it was absolutely terrible. Ironically, it had Rachel Taylor in it, who played, um, who played, who's in, um, Jessica Jones series as, um, as her friend, um, Hellcat. Uh, Oh, she was, she was, she she was in this, she, Man-Thing is by far the worst comic book film I've ever seen in my entire life, and, Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. Wow. The monster design was absolutely horrible. You know, nothing like Man Thing. It was just this green thing with red eyes. It was just, oh, so bad, so bad. Okay, okay I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I uh, think on that note, we're gonna draw a line. Uh, under I, this. I think so. Uh, SentJuiceAvengers at gmail dot com for email. Uh, and Mest on Twitter. Uh, messed up Pod on Instagram. If you want to get in touch, follow, like, subscribe, share definitely get in touch because i would like to i kind of want to see bruv get to 500 subs and see what's going to happen yes, as a result please. of this because this i mean i don't know what's going to happen guys but uh i want to again want to say thank you for listening and thank you for everybody who's downloaded the episodes and supporting us it's been amazing we're basically into the thousands now which is amazing because I mean, we've done this for like what's our 11th episode and I'm blown away by the fact that you guys are taking the time to download, laugh along, listen to us, you know, reach out to us. We'd like to hear from you. Um, but we've got plans for the future. But at this moment, we're going to draw a line under today. Uh, once again, uh, give a shout out to uh, Big Man on my left. Why, thank you, people. Stay safe. And hopefully we'll hear from you all soon. Brother, my right? But what gets me about the Inhumans, yeah, is that they could have done it so good. It could have been such a good film. So good. It could have been, oh, it could have been, it could have been on Guardians of the Galaxy level. Can I just say one thing? At Instant Classic Gaming on YouTube, yeah? I bet. Yeah, please. Yeah, just just one last thing, people, please. Subscribe to this man's channel because I want to see him do this watch It will make my year. Please. Please help us. Instant Classic Gaming on YouTube. Instant Classic underscore gaming on Instagram. Take care, guys. Stay safe. Stay safe, yeah. And that's why we're messed up. Produced by the St. Jude's Avengers, edited by Instant Classic Gaming, and music produced by Box Room Music.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.